Hi, everybody. It's Danielle Schneider. There's no brand new Bitch Sesh episode today because we just finished our live from home streaming show. Um, and we are honestly too tuckered out. <laughs> we're, we're done, so guys. It was a crazy show. The costumes were incredible. I've ne- you guys come to play is all I have to say. You guys kill me. You're so funny. You're so original. We crowned some winners. I think they were pretty grateful. And we had Andy who crowned the winners. Um, and we're so Andy Cohen, of course. When I say Andy, I think you guys all know who I speak of. We had Andy crown the winners. It was an explosive show. We talked about so many things going on in our our Housewives universe. We showed, we debuted our new film. And I call it a film because that's what it was. With one Sonia Morgan, who was hilarious and a genius, a comedic genius of our times. And we've missed her on our television screens. And Andy, you know, talked to us about some stuff that we've been dying to ask him questions about. I think he revealed some stuff we didn't know before. I feel like we kind of got into it too with him, you know, and got into some some interesting stuff. He's, uh, you know, a treasure trope of knowledge. He really has the behind the scenes. And I think he gives us, you know, what he doesn't give on um, the reunions. We get a little more perspective on things that went on in Beverly Hills. And I don't know, he was an amazing guest. And you guys, the chat was hilarious. And you guys were all so funny and your costumes were brilliant. And I... God, these live shows, they're so fun. Um, and they're so funny. And I'm honestly, Casey and I are just plain exhausted from it. So there's no new episode this week, but in honor of Andy Cohen being such a terrific guest, we are going to do a re-release this week from the Treasure Trove. It's in sort of our back catalog behind the paywall, but we're gonna release it here for you guys today. It's an interview from almost two years ago. And in honor of Andy Cohen, it's it's with him. It's our our interview with him that we did a few years ago. And again, we just, um, we want to say thank you to him and to you guys. So we're going to re-release this episode that's usually behind the paywall, but we're giving it to you guys today. So enjoy. And also please remember Tuesday, November 8th is, you know, voter day, election day. Get out there and vote. If you haven't already done it, please, please vote. There's so many important things on the ballot. I know it might just feel like local elections, but they or, you know, sort of state elections and not, you know, in the present. But there are so many important things on the ballot um, for states' rights and local levels um, that will affect all of us, will affect abortion laws and um, so many other things that are important to all of us in environment and God, just so much. So please get out there and vote Tuesday, November 8th. We're counting on you guys to do that. I, like the Capricorn that I am, have voted, it feels like weeks ago. But if you haven't already, please get out and vote Tuesday, November 8th. Do it. We love you guys. And here is Sir Andrew Cohen. And also, you know what, guys? I didn't even say this. This is the most important thing. You can still watch our live show. You can watch it if you missed it last night. You can watch it. It's up for still um, another few days. Uh, I think it's up for a week on 
loopedlive.com. Just look up Bitch Sesh and you'll get to see the whole show. So even if you missed it in real time, you can watch it now, guys. Go to loopedlive.com and you can still see all the fun and be a part of it. So I hope you guys are doing well and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Casey. I have to say I'm <laughs> titillated today and not yeah. in the sexual way that I've discussed in the past. I mean, not that this is sexual, but but you know, yeah, but your long pubes have been titillated by Bridgerton the last few months. Yes, Bridgerton was one thing, but this is a whole other vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. We are joined. You know what? He need no introduction, no. though we will. He is, uh, I would say, the daddy, the the a first responder in our midst of the Real Housewives franchise. He is the king of Bravo. He has a new show on E! called For Real, the story of reality TV, all about the evolution and creation of reality TV. I thought he created it. He did not, but he capitalized on it, and we've capitalized on him. Yeah, that's what I learned from the show, was that he did not create reality TV, which I'm still not right. sure about. I know. I want to see some fact-checking. This is a man who I will say, I'd like to describe him, because I think he's known for the same two things that Charissa from New Jersey last night said she was known for, and that's her eyes and her ass. Please welcome Andy Cohen! My crossed eyes and my tiny hiney. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Cohen. Hello, ladies. I'm so happy to see you. This is a thrill. Thank you for being here. We always love having you. I really appreciate you having me. That doesn't sound real. No, I mean, no, I, trust me. Trust me. I really mean it. We wanted to show you some respect and don our interviewer hats today just to really. Yeah, we have notes. I love it. And I also I, I also am excited because we had three great. I was so psyched when I saw this was today because I was like, wow, we had really strong Jersey Dallas, perhaps the strongest episode of Dallas of the season, I think. Mm, oh, for sure. And, uh, and Atlanta. So, uh, you know, there, it's a good week to be here, I think. It's a great week. I mean, it's always a good week in our opinion. But right. Andy, let's get right into the episodes. What? OK, we got to start with Atlanta. We just have to <laughs> tell us okay. everything that's going on inside your heart and mind when you first saw the cut of Bolo's Bolo. Oh, and just take us from there. Just in chat. Yeah, we want to know what were your thoughts. I mean, I couldn't. First of all, I have got to salute the post team at Truly <laughs> Entertainment this year who have been really thinking outside the box this season, especially. And when I see um, when I saw the interview set up with Kenya in the Sharon movie, I was like, oh, wow, we're really in for it. And she's she's acting and yes, this is a setup and this is a choice. And I loved it. And then, you know, listen, anytime you see a negotiation with the crew where they're saying, OK, are the cameras going to be down? And then you see the cameras going off. But uh oh, there's one that's still on. Oh. You know, you're in for a great time. And um, Bolo, I, I just, I thought it was wonderful. I don't ascribe to the witch hunt of sorts that's happening to find out who did what with who. I don't think in this day and age of sex positivity, it's the thing, you know? 
Who yeah. cares? I'm so happy it happened for them. Like it's it's such a fun night. Like when I saw the women of Dallas, no offense to them, like sitting around with their weird hair extensionist shaman. I'm like, everybody needs to see what's happening right. on Atlanta. Like we're getting nest cams. We're using those weird like doorbell cameras or right. whatever. Like uh, they're taking things to another <laughs> like level. And I especially hope Beverly Hills has seen right. it. And I also want to say that the women of Atlanta bring me so much joy their joy is so addictive and so yeah. it spreads throughout. So even when we're getting a bolo party, which is huge yeah. and amazing and like covers 10 episodes, or even when we're just in Shamia's basement. Right. For the nieces party. Yes. <laughs> like, which was a, a party city banner. It was like the ki- parties of my youth in some kid's basement where like Atari was the big. <laughs> like I was, jo- it was so Happy. much joy and fun that I needed it. You know who I think is really great is Drew. Oh, <gasps> yes, I knew you were going to say that. Never has someone wanted to make their booty clap more yes. in every show. And I'm so appreciative yes. of it. She's so fun. She is all colors of the rainbow. She's giving us a lot, I feel like. I feel like she's a really strong housewife. And she maybe came in as a sleeper. And then you're like, wow. She's she's very likable, I think. Oh, my God. I love Drew. Smart, like claps back like in the funniest smart game for fun and i love toya too i mean toya is a different flavor but toya is bringing fun yeah, bring a lot. there's some comp complex energies going on there maybe at war with oneself wait until you see her at fallon's halloween party next week we have a halloween Uh-oh. party at fallon's <laughs> yeah costumes yes and unfortunately oh kenya moore is wearing um a headdress I saw that yeah. in the preview. I did not. I didn't want to bring that, bring the mood down. Um, okay, Andy, this is a question. So we, you know, you ask your, you always ask listeners to send in their questions and oh we did the same. God. We maybe weren't flooded, <laughs> but we got some, no, we did get a lot actually. And it's not like I'm unavailable to ask a question. To, it's not like this is a unique opportunity. I mean, <laughs> we're like, this is your I'm, one and only chance. You'll never see yeah, him right, again. Right. You'll never yeah, get yeah, to yeah. him. You'll never yeah. get to him. He's not accessible. He's not available in any other venue except for this one. There's, there's never a microphone in front of me. I feel like you're just, yeah, answering a landline <laughs> with just questions. But this, everyone wants to know, and it's truly my favorite question, too. When is Marlo getting her peach? You know, I don't know. Uh, obviously, that's a conversation that we have all the time. Is it the right amount of Marlo that we're getting now? Do we do? Is there a need for it? I understand the rallying cry, and um, I respect it. And it's an ongoing conversation. <laughs> okay, very. <laughs> okay, this is like what my manager tells me when I'm not going to get a role, and <laughs> an ongoing conversation. But yeah, it's they love you, right? <laughs> They've always they been a fan of you, you. Always been a fan. Yes, they're such, oh my God, they're such fans. So many people are in your corner. Okay, wow. Well, I just feel like all the women at that party brought it so much. Do you think someone on our show has asked, like, should some of the aunties retire? Just, and I'm going to throw out a Cynthia Bailey, who I love. None of this is not about loving. No. And someone even asked for a candy. Not, these people are bringing so much. And I don't agree with that. But I'm just curious, like, should a younger guard be ushered in? I don't think I don't like the idea that of of it needs to be younger. I think I guess I meant newer energy, not in a young. I think the sh- a shuffling of of a deck is always interesting. 
I think that, you know, Cynthia is someone who I think has gotten such a rap over the years as being, you know, people people have accused her of being boring, boring. But if you look at the story that she's generated and the things that have happened to her, and I just felt so bad for her this week on her wedding. I mean, she was really I've never seen her so down as she was at her rehearsal dinner. Um, with the Papa Johns and the oh. Wendy Williams. And then, I mean, now, <laughs> I mean, the Papa now walking around that party, kind of trying to figure out the bolo. I love a low energy lady. And I love, I uh, want to know, Robin, I Mal, know yeah. what Mal's pulse rate is. Because uh. she, is, she is a calm lady. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's been through three of these weddings with Symphony. I feel like Mal and and Cynthia's mother always and I love them, but they're a bit of a wet blanket. <laughs> like, no. like in the best, like we need that, but they're always like, here's something bad. Listen, the, the two of them hiding that wedding certificate <sighs> or whatever <sighs> will ne- there will never be a more iconic wedding moment on the housewives <laughs> at this at the zoo in the dinosaur hall. That was really and they're like, should we get a tour? And they're like, no, no. We'll it at home. Oh. Like that was amazing. It was so amazing. I do love her. Yeah, I guess I love Cynthia too, but I have a question about when it is time for someone to move on. Cause I know you work with a team. I think a lot of us, I just picture you behind like one big desk with like the says housewives on the edge of it. No, 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 no. Any group conversations. Yes. Are you texting each other being like, here's a controversial thought. So-and-so goes. And is everyone throwing back thumbs up? So like, how dare you? Yes. We had a, we had a really provocative call a few weeks ago early in the season early in a season that is on right now about like well what if we did this shocking thing or that shocking thing so i think there are always things that we discuss and sometimes they happen and sometimes they don't and and uh it also we we like to see how a season progresses and see how people feel about you know, see how the audience is feeling about someone. And then I I have to say people's performance at reunions make a big difference. You know, like Mary F. Cosby at the Salt Lake reunion, like, you know, she went in as a sleeper and yes, she fell asleep as well, but (laughs) she. Who amongst us? Yeah. Right. But I thought that was such a strong um, performance at the reunion by Mary. And I thought she had a lot of really smart things to say you kind of saw the preacher in her um and she was i i I thought she was great so i think the reunion performance makes a difference i love that you even call it a performance like this we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna get into your new show but it's kind of like that is now the crossroads like it is a performance look alive meredith meredith speaking of salt lake i know you've you've addressed this a little bit but it was a big question we got which is about mary like Kind of coming out of the closet, really, because she was filmed a lot in her closet. Truly, literally. You know, the truth is, I think there were discussions about whether she was going to be full time or a friend based on her connectivity with the group. And um, so I think that was the the result of that conversation was was what you saw. It was a listen, it was a season one show. And considering that. It was so strong. Oh and my. I, I am so glad that Mary was was there 
And um, she was certainly fun to talk about and fun to see when we got to see her. And so. But it almost made you want more of her. And then by the reunion to see her shine was really kind yeah. of fun because there's so much going on there. But I was tearing up when when granddaddy came on <laughs> and Danielle's attracted to him. Let's no. Just, I'm not attracted to him. All right, if you are. No, I said I was. A, no, I said I was attracted to Whitney's. Oh, I'm so sorry. Whitney's no, father. granddaddy is a is. <laughs> Whitney's dad. Okay, here's what I will say about Whitney's dad. Okay, not a wig. Oh, we that cannot be a wig. <laughs> There's no doubt that that grew from a person. <laughs> no one could make that hairstyle up. But what I said, no, I granddaddy. I came around to him because he did make me cry. And I was glad that he's again. I The fact that he married his granddaughters is is a bit too far from me. Just personally. But I'm on board with it now. I'm fully with it. I'm like, right. She married a grandfather. Moving on. She's eating <laughs> snow. Like, I'm so past all of that. He was not. He was at the beginning really not happy to be there. And I was very nervous. And by the way, who can blame him? His marriage is suddenly under a microscope. It's unusual to say the least. And I was very nervous about how it was going to go. And I spent a fair amount of time massaging him and and talking to him about, I know you don't want to be here and I'm sorry and da da da. And Mary was kind of nodding at me the whole time. Like, okay, good, good. You're making you and her, you and Mary tag teamed and managed yeah. him beautifully. <laughs> it was a real handoff. It was beautiful. Um, but I will say about Whitney's father. Yes, he was. His was a heartbreaking story. But when I saw him in his element in the hair school, really taking t- to his expertise. You know what I mean? When you see someone being good at something he that shined. they love, it's attractive. He shined. he shined. He came alive for me. I saw the man behind the scissors, and I. I was in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm attracted. Genuinely, this isn't like trying to be funny or whatever. And it may, I don't think it is funny at all to Cameron Westcott's husband, Court. Really? I know. It's Absolutely. A shock. It's a shock. I've always liked a shorter gentleman. I like the way he like, it's so unfeminist. He like hides things from her. I love it all. Cameron Westcott has. She's get, reaching Portia highs. Reaching Portia has highs. emerged. She is so funny i cannot get over it she's wild she is a she the fact that she when i saw her in her like hair towel driving the dog through the streets of dallas trying to get out of the house like that was an iconic moment for me personally i agree I love Cameron. Tell us about Dallas, Andy, because I thought this was an amazing season. Tiffany's here, who I love. Love Tiffany. I think we're we're very involved with her work story, which is my only small... Although I I've really enjoyed hearing that, too. But I really feel for Tiffany, and I've kind of... I was so happy they threw a party last week. I was crying when she walked in to yeah. see the party. I think she's a great person. I think she's trying really hard. I know. And then when she said last week, you know, this isn't... Yeah, I'm, I've never been a girl's girl. I've never had a group of girlfriends like this. It really, it, it was very touching, I thought. And it made you mm-hmm. understand yes. her reticence to be doing tequila shots off of Carrie's stomach all day, you know? I mean, Also, they also keep shoving her in bodies of water when right, she yes, cannot swim. Uh, yes, that's this terrible. Not okay. I asked Carrie about that and she said the lake wasn't deep. 
but I don't, I it still don't. It was dark. Yes. You don't, put, you can't tell how deep it is. And also a lake in general. I, I don't care for a lake. Me neither. Uh, and she kept trying. And I've been at that place where you're like, I'm trying to make people like me. And then you reach a brink and you start crying. Yes. Like, I, it, it triggered me. I was like, I feel that from high school. I'm like, I feel so left out and I'm trying. Yeah. I really liked it. Me too. And I, she's giving me great housewives energy in terms of her beauty, her wealth, and her ability to try yeah. to fit in. Those are all housewives. Getting out of your comfort zone. Those are all beautiful housewives. The gifts. There are three homes that I pause it on anytime we show an exterior shot because I'm so fascinated by the geography of what's happening. And those Vanderpump used to be one. Yes. Those homes are Tiffany from Dallas, who I it looks like has an incredible estate if you yes. pause it right before they go in. The second one is candy because I'm always fascinated in the geography of all of those homes. <laughs> and then the third one for different reasons is Jennifer Aiden's Me too. fiberglass <laughs> castle that looks um it looks to be very expansive, but then you see it's on quite a narrow lot. Is it? But that's a metaphor for all of them. They look to be expansive, but on yes. a narrow lot. Like, really? I froze it last night on Jennifer Aiden's house, which is why I'm dying. Because I'm like, what? Like, it's huge. It's huge. But then you look at the thing and it's like, oh, wait, are they sharing a driveway with someone? Like, it's very, <laughs> and it's backed up the, to the Paramus. I mean, I think Marge was like, yeah, you can hear the highway from the back. Ah! You know, I think. <laughs> I mean, is it Marge? I love. She's so good. Marge's new teeth are settling, and that has been they? an interesting. I feel one. like I mean, Vanderpump got no. Kyle got new teeth, and everyone else fell in line. It was then like Van or no? Did Vanderpump get them for? I can't remember who. But then it was like all of a sudden, housewives everywhere. And Ramona, I remember when she was like, "Yeah, I'm getting new teeth. I can't do watch what happens." I go. Whose doctor are you going to? Because she's like, I'm going to Kyle's. I'm like, all right. Okay. And they're, so they're also going to each other's doctors. Yes. It's a little, it can be, oh. yeah. I love, this is what I need to hear is about the new teeth because there do seem to be these trends. Actually, someone asked us this a little bit off topic, but there's a new trend. I guess it's been a few years now, really sitting down with mental health professionals. We're bringing in the best and the bright of therapists are sitting down. Do you guys pick the therapist? Except for Dorinda's, Dorinda's chiropractor slash therapist, which was oh, an the life coach guy. <laughs> yeah. And then the shaman hairdresser. Um, <laughs> All these Derek, are hyphenates. I mean, oh, lots of hyphenates. Derek, it, Derek may be the biggest charlatan we have had. And you know, I've been behind every single one of them. There's a galaxy of charlatans that you're dealing with. Yeah. I know. And I'm putting Derek above the, the Las Vegas mediator. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we, Dallas. I remember go back with me to Jersey when they went to like Lake Placid or something to mediate with Joe yes. and Joe Gorga when Joe Gorga's <laughs> hairspray got all yes. over them when they got in that fight. And those two life coachy people who were standing there like they wanted to do some floor exercise and it turned into like a gangbang. And then we like we helicoptered Dr. V in. Who, yeah. um, Did you guys pay for that? Were you guys, we need to get Dr. V here. 
he brought that that was my bright idea which didn't necessarily work work out these ideas i i I don't want to keep talking about like the making of it but it just fascinates me like are there emergency meetings do you have on your schedule like i gotta talk to granddaddy and convince him like your schedule must just be such so weird you know i was more in the weeds in the first When I was in charge of production at Bravo, I was more in the day-to-day weeds for those first 10 years. And I will say in the last, and not to say that I'm not still wading through weeds, it's just different and it's shifted, which is good. Do they all have your cell phone number? Um, Most of them do. God, Andy. Or do they pass it along to the other one and someone's like, Dander gave me this? Well, you know, what's funny is the, the, the newer cities, which are Potomac and Dallas, there, some of them have it, and then some of them who do have it have said to me, "So and so wants your number. I'm just checking if it's okay for me to give it to them." And I'm like, "Well, of course, there. You're all. You're on an ensemble show, so you all can. You know what I mean?" And is this a go to a separate cell phone or is this the is housewives' this a, phone? No, like you just have you know when that one rings. I remember when it first when when cell phones and texting um, first started. I remember like Gretchen and Slade texting me at all hours. And I would be like, it's not. And I would be like, is texting now? Can it just happen? Is it not just during business hours? Because it's that was news to me. These women know no business hours. We're just, Danielle, let's take a quick break and come right back with Andy. We're back with Sir Andrew Cohen. I have a question because we were talking about Dallas and I really want to get into Deandra and Mama D because that is like gothic. It is Southern Tennessee Williams drama. And when Mama D sold Deandra, first of all, I can't get my head around. Does Mama D, Mama D hate Deandra or love Deandra? Because Every time in her Instagram, she says something terrible to Deandra. Like, she's always like, dogs in the pantry again, just like Deandra. Like, it's awful. <laughs> Danielle's obsessed with the, the shade Mama D throws Deandra. She texts me every day. She's like, here's a new one. <laughs> like, I'm obsessed. Like, I follow her. Like, every day I check in with Mama D's Insta. And so this week, when Ma- first of all, why was Mama D the surprise guest? God, <laughs> well, like- Tiffany and Mama D, honestly, and you're going to see some um, some some very sweet uh, moments with them coming up. But uh, they have a very they have a real and a special relationship. So I was so happy when she came in and when she told her story about marrying for money and about stalking Glenn Simmons and that, of course, and that Deandra changed her name to Simmons because he could do more for her. Oh, my God. My drop. And she's like, but she did. But that's what she said. <laughs> She's like, I'm just telling the truth. But it was to sell your own daughter out like that, because I have no doubt that Deandra said that thought that meant it with all of her heart. But to then sell your daughter to the wolves like that was a shot. Like, I can't imagine doing that. Could you imagine doing that to your child? <gasps> Shocking. And I feel like the fact that we have Tiffany is almost too much to ask, which is now we have someone that is the career that Mama D would respect. And and I can't imagine, I don't know where we're headed, but Deandra not like turning on Tiffany almost. If not, I think Deandra's got deeper reservoir well, I than I that thought. Mama D has told the other women they don't do anything in Tiffany does. Oh, she said 
they said she said they bought sit all day buying Barbie dolls. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Now, can we talk touchdown on Brandy for a second? The redheaded wonder. Oh. Have you heard the news from this week? And I would. I did. I mean, yes. <sighs> there was a little a video that came out that appeared to be Brandy's husband. Um, the other redheaded wonder kind of at a club or something, which also just mainly I was like, is this COVID? What's happening with COVID of it all with this know, video? But, but maybe it was a long was time ago. From? We don't know. Yeah. Un- un- really I didn't old. even think of that. I was like, this was yesterday. <clears throat> oh, it's it old. Could be very old. We don't know when that's from. It's, you we know, it's know. from a crowded club. We don't know when that's from. I will say I was I went on Twitter the other night when Dallas was on to see what people were saying. And it really the things people were saying to Brandy and I was like, wow, this video just came out. Her mother-in-law died in a car crash with her daughter in the car a few months ago. She just had a baby. She could be having postpartum. Like she's I was like, maybe people could maybe just lay off her for tonight. You know, like, wow, yeah. it was just it was brutal on Twitter. I was like, OK, yeah. maybe I, I was like, I hope she's not on Twitter today. Well, and also we've heard that she's struggled with depression, you know, in the face of the other thing that happened with her. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we know who, if anyone can help her through and that's Jesus. But and next week, of course, Deandra calls her a cafeteria Christian. I had to look that up. Is that I've never heard of it, but I loved it. (laughs) It was the greatest Google of my life. Yes. And it was it's from cafeteria Catholic, which is like when one person in a faith starts judging other people with inside the faith and like being the arbiter of what's right. Yeah. I'm like, Brandy, you have so many faults as do we all, that to sit in judgment of a shaman uh, with bad hair is just not the the look you want to be going for right now. You look inside, look inside, Brandy. I think I wasn't quite, I didn't quite, I wasn't dropped in, not that there's anything bad about it, but, but Brandy's level of kind of Christianity or like her devotion to Jesus, maybe I missed something, but it seems to have, it seems she's leaned on him and he carried her on the beach. I had questions about that too. And I said, is this something that she's, that as a result of what she did last year and the fallout, did she embrace Christ more as a result of that? And the answer was no, she's always been pretty religious, I guess. But she's asking for forgiveness from other people for basically what she did. How dare she then turn around and say what you do is wrong? That I mean, it's so hypocritical. It's so gross. It seemed odd. It seemed odd. Danielle was the person on Twitter. <laughs> it seems bashing brandy that you saw <laughs> <laughs> look i i i'm trying to have empathy as we all we all you know but i do think that when you're asking for other people to give you empathy for your mistakes for your quote-unquote sins then how dare you cast stones that's all i'm saying like you know okay. w- w- she hasn't given other people a break so why do we give her a break it's a really good point danielle Thank you, Andy. You know, that means a lot. Speaking of giving people a break, Andy, a lot of questions. And this has been my burning question. It's both about Erica Jane and Meredith yes. Marks. Separate buckets. Well, but there's well, I'm not um, in one. Oh, are you saying the bucket of not opening up? Yes, sir. I am because it's like I for my job, if I show up on set and I don't know my lines, like that's it. You know, I don't and I don't have the power anyway, you know, what I can't do in one make one misstep. But I will say it's like you are being paid to tell us your life. And I know what you're going to say. Maybe I don't. But, you know, it's this legal. But I'm like, ease on down the road, guys. <laughs> if you're not willing to show me. I, if I don't hear about Tom and 
and the dementia and the the plane. If I I I I'm turning on Erica. Oh, Casey. Uh oh. She's talking. Oh. <gasps> Sorry for. <everybody. laughs> no, I mean, listen. This is what you have to know. We started shooting Beverly Hills, and everything was kumbaya. This all happened as we were shooting. So, and she continued shooting. And so you see a lot unfolding. Maybe she said to herself, look, this is my, this is my platform and I'm going to get my side of things out. And I salute her. She's always been wonderful. And thank you. I love her. No, I am, <laughs> 180, totally. Your point is correct. Your point is absolutely correct. And it goes back to um, the season five, I think, or six Roni reunion where I'm, you know, hammering Ramona about questions about her divorce with Mario. And she says to me, who are you dating? And I said, I'll tell you when I go on a reality show, you're on a reality show, you opened your life up. And so we expect for you to do that. Now, I think that you will be quite engaged with Beverly Hills. I understand people's concerns about Beverly Hills. The rhythm is different of that show. And they have a, and they always have from season one, a sense of we're all on a TV show that none of the other cities necessarily share with the same intensity. I think because they live in LA and many of them are in the business. And I think it adds an overlay, you know, to that show where they're not just doing a full trust fall for the cameras like you see on Roni, say, Mm -hmm. or Atlanta, you know. Which is okay because that's what's brilliant about all the shows is they all have their own weird kind of boundaries and guidelines and like, yeah. Okay, last question before, and then we want to get into your new show, is what can you tell us about these rumors of an all-star kind of housewives? I don't think I can tell you anything. Oh. Oh, Okay, much like (laughs) Meredith Marks. Wow. um... (laughs) Great. I received it. Thank you. Now, last thing, speaking of Meredith Marks, Danielle, you know, we received a text before it went on. on, Before it went on Instagram. Yeah, that was hard for us to to receive. And I just was... I felt jealous and I, I I don't feel jealous a lot. I sort of know my place in this world. Much like Mama D. Yes. Yeah, we're jealous. I'm not, I'm just jealous. Everybody's jealous. And that was when we found out from our friend Leslie Grossman oh boy. that you had sent her through the mail system um, your, your Brooks Marks tracksuit gently used, <laughs> gently worn. Okay. Now, <laughs> here's what. Brooke Marks, I said on the reunion show, I want one of those tracksuits. I was sent two tracksuits, a medium and a large. I put on the large and I was like, mm-hmm. mm, maybe I thought the large was going to be my size. I was like, let me try the medium. The medium actually fit me better. I was like, oh, okay, good. I'm going to wear the medium. So I had only just tried that large on. It was sitting there. And I was like, wow, who is going to be the lucky recipient of this large tracksuit? I mean, if anything, if when you saw large, you should have shipped it over to me. I would never think I would think of you as a petite, first Thank of you. all. <laughs> Thank you. And second of all, I um, 
I was going to give it to my talent producer, Anthony, at Watch What Happens Live. And he said, I'm covered. And then Leslie Grossman tweeted, all I want, or if I was going to the Golden Globes, I would be wearing a Brooks Marks tracksuit if I knew how to find one or something. And I was like, there's my answer. Someone there put it out there that they want this tracksuit gently used. And also, you know, probably too big. But I got her address through Billy Eichner and sent it along. And that's how that happened. And the rest is history. No, I'm happy for her. I love her. And I'm. it felt like that's right. That was the right recipient. It's not that I'm not happy for others. I'm sad for myself. <laughs> that's right. But also, how would I send it to you two ladies when there's only one? We would, each we would tear like, each other limb to limb. And whoever <laughs> yeah. wins gets it. One would wear the bottom and one would wear the top. Of course. Exactly. Okay, we're going to take one more break. Now, first I was confused because I'm like, oh, Bravo is your home. But then I remembered when I dig deeper, E and Bravo are one of, kind the of sisters owned by the same. Yes. 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 So you have so many clips available. There's so many shows. Did you come up with this series, which is called For Real Story of Reality TV? It was pitched to me by Buna Murray said, we're thinking of doing this. They produce uh, The Real World. They produce The Kardashians, a million shows. And I said, wow, this is I would love to do this. I love reality TV. It's a seven hour series, limited series. And we really lift the veil on um, all the great shows from the housewives to the Kardashians to the real world. I cried when I reunited the real world, New York cast. So touching. Um, I, uh, interviewed the bachelor. Um, I interviewed this couple from the bachelor. I'm not a big bachelor guy, but Molly and Jason from the bachelor, they really talked about producer manipulation in a very frank way that I found quite fascinating. I was also leaning in for my interview with several of the former contestants on one of my favorite shows, The Swan. Um, Oh, that was amazing. I remembered these ladies from the day. I mean, these were superstars in my world. I mean, Halle Alemi, I remember her journey. And And I was so waiting to see if these gals had held up with their, um, cocktail waitress makeovers yeah and um many i mean i would say there's a little wear and tear they've grown into them but i would say that they look they look good i I also had a real brain to brain uh interview with uh mama june (laughs) you sure she did have to google you which was a shock that that was fine (laughs) i had to google her that's okay uh and right she revealed that she had spent, was it half a million dollars or a million dollars on? She had spent a million dollars on. I said, what did you spend it on? Cocaine. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> oh, bad. That uh, I went into bad. the belly of the beast. I went to Chloe Kardashian's backyard. The fact that you called her her correct pronunciation, which I did not know, which is Chloe. She seemed very touched. I always call her Chloe. I give I to me, Chloe is the supreme Kardashian. Of course. And she is she's the one 
to me. She's why that show is on the air. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. 100%. Yeah. And so I will say it was, I saw the candy jars in their natural environment. Wow. I, wow, wow, wow. You did? To see you on that swinging big kind of bench outside. Was crazy. I have to say, you have, you, you go, you are, I was driven to this medical center in the valley where I got a COVID test and they, and I said, are you going to give me the results now? And the guy said, no, they're going to take you to the house. I think they do this for all the visitors. They're going to take you to the house. If the second gate opens, you're negative. I'm like, it's like okay. a game show. I was like, and my driver yeah. was like, yeah, I've done this before. Uh, okay. And like, I was like, the second gate. I, the I, know, second like, gate. I would cry when my, if the second gate opened. I, mean, like, it was amazing. I was like, is this the gate? He's like, no, it's the next one. We go. There it is. <laughs> it opens. I'm like, I'm COVID safe. I mean, and then I go into the Kardashians cocoon. Now, I've obviously been to shoots for housewives shoots and at many other Bravo shows, the lighting and amount of people to give you the quality that the Kardashians deliver. This is not like handy cams, you know, and I, I mean, it was an intense. And I said, I walked on, I was like, how, I need to know how long each of you have been in hair and makeup. Like, tell me. See, you always ask the questions like, that's the only question I need. Like, I, I appreciated that that was your opener. I, that was your strong <laughs> opener. <laughs> to see you with the Kardashians, I wrote this down. It felt so right. And like something that it's an itch that it was like, oh, something's harmonizing like in my body mm-hmm. now that I'm seeing this. I'm happy these to two entities together. Right. I, and you can tell Courtney really loves you. And Courtney's not my personal favorite. I don't love like coldness in someone, but God, does she warm up around you? Well, that's nice to hear. Um, she, uh, it was interesting because I was talking to them about what they get rough cuts of the shows. Oh. And I was talking to them about what are you looking for? What do you take? What do you ask to take out? And what do you keep in? And it seems like, um, you know, beyond some small editorial stuff, they do kind of, they're looking at their angles, so That's to speak. It. That's it. Just their angles. Which wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? They've done a great job with that show. And it was so interesting to kind of hear how it started and, yeah. and all of that. And I will just say the the fact that blew my mind the most in, in your series is that you really do go back to like, what's the formula of reality TV, which I think the, the gentleman from Boona Murray was saying, he's like, we kind of the two of them came together. Soap plus news equals reality. It was just like, wow, yeah. that is a that's a beautiful concept that we all now to start the real world, which now it's like, yeah, and news has fallen, you know, away a bit. But but here we but it but it is news as well. Like it's so well, you go through the beginning, so cool. like each sort of episode has its title, like shock TV is the one and you categorize right. that like by like Mama June and Dr. Pimple Popper and you know, I want a famous face. All the greats. Oh, and then there's all like the transfer great. all the great. All the great. The transformational ones. Then the sort of like 
like wish fulfillment, which is the housewives and Vanderpump rules and kind yeah. of um, all of those. And I upstairs, love- downstairs yes, world, the, the yeah. below deck. That's kind all. of the most Bravo episode. Yeah, Although we've got Top Chef and Queer Eye. And but Monday. those and those are there's the competitive show, even seeing like the Queer Eye and the Top Chef and like the people with yeah. basically talent. You sort of spread it yes. out like the people with real talents, but like different silos. Yes, silos. Thank you. Right. That's what they say, Danielle. In the business. Oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry. I have to get more involved. Yeah, not our But business. even when I was going like, I think I know everything about Housewives. And then to hear sort of all the women talk, you had these great one on one interviews with Candy and sort yes. of the producers behind. And, and also, I love hearing from the producers. I always love hearing from the producers and the stories that they Nini's tell. Nini's producer. He's a star. He's yeah. a star. Oh, Carlos. He's, he's Carlos great. is a star. Where and, is and he? Carlos, now? by the way, was there for the first couple seasons of Jersey. And the first, Carlos, Carlos knows where the bodies are buried. <sighs> Carlos seems to know things. And I loved Candy's kind of producer that had been assigned to Candy yeah. that ended up like being instrumental in Candy and Todd coming together. Yes. It's really fascinating because yeah. this is things about reality that I always want to get at, but I feel like I haven't. Because on The Housewives, you're not going to show the producers. You right. know, you'll hear their voices. But right. it's a great show. And also, it really on is. On Potomac, how I didn't know how, you know, Giselle was saying, I was a little bit nervous. I didn't trust the program. And then I saw that my producers and the people that I'd be talking with and the people behind the scenes were also women of color. And so yes. I... I knew that I could trust them in a way that they weren't going to exploit me in a way that I had been worried about. Which Yeah, I felt you like know, was- I saw Portia recently and she was really talking to me about... Um, one of the women in charge of Atlanta and how instrumental her name is joy, how instrumental she's been in just as a sounding board for her, because these people are there when amazing things are happening with them and horrible things are happening with them. And when the cameras go down, they often turn to the person that's standing there and say, you know, what am I going to do with my life or whatever? So it was great for me to hear specifically from Portia, who I think has, you know, we've seen go through so much that um, that that's been a positive force in her life and how how great that's been for her. I love Portia so much. OK, we're just going to do a little lightning round. Oh, in the show, I need to say it, it, it airs Thursday, March 25th, yeah. at 9 p.m. Yep. On it's E. Seven weeks on E. Um, and can I just also ask you before you did that, what did you guys think Please. of drunk Jennifer Aiden this week? Oh. <laughs> can't believe we haven't talked about sorry I, there's there's so much we want to talk to you about well jen and bill we were saying i love jen and bill they're now like my like ricky and lucy <laughs> and i used to hate them and now i'm like oh there they go it's so funny how we Kate, we have turned 180 yeah. on jen, like the first season i was like this I like jen <laughs> i enjoy her i enjoy her vibe i like her husband i, like I her love kids. her children i love the kids yeah. sitting in the waterfall and the other kid like putting like i love jennifer drunk like just like in the down dog position on the freaking patio it was troubling for sure <sighs> you know i she tequila and her it's like i love that some housewives we know the drink that they need not tangle with like we we know such intimate things it, it was tough to watch but she kind of won my heart when she was like this is so embarrassing <laughs> i don't think i've heard a housewife ever say this is embarrassing when they had to stop the car so she could vomit out of the convertible like when you see them leaving <laughs> Teresa's classic classy by the way do not sleep on the jersey shore episodes of jersey coming up there is a Joe Gorga moment coming up full of so much intent, not 
full of all of the intensity from the christening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you recall his first episode, um, it's, it airs in two weeks, but next week's is very good. It ends at a very intense point. And then the following week, it's really, it's, I've watched it several times. It's very, do you love Jen? Do I love Jennifer Aiden? I think she's really yeah. grown. I think she's, she's I think fun. also what grounds her is all of the stuff with her family, which is really, really touching to see what's going on with the parents. And um, her sister is Mal. You know, I love these right. sisters. They come in a little worse for wear and they're just like, I'm not fucking putting on makeup. Yeah. And they're like, what are we going to do about mommy and daddy? And it's <laughs> that just is like constant. I love it. So true. That's also so like Portia's sister, who I also love, who's always like, just, <laughs> just, I love a sister. Lower key energy. I love a lower key sister. It's beautiful. Teresa, is Salt Lake filming already? Are they starting back up? Yes, or we're gonna... We are filming. It is winter in Salt Lake and we are knee deep in snow. Wow. Okay. And, and last quick question is the COVID of it all. I do have to have a laugh with Atlanta because I'm I'm mixed on oh. it. Occasionally you're like, oh God, it's COVID. But then I'll be honest. I hope this isn't received badly, but sometimes it's like, I don't want to feel COVID when I'm I watching know, these shows. I know we don't, but guess what? I mean, you know, this is what you also have to remember, especially when you look at Orange County, which was filmed, which was just really catching air when COVID happened. They yeah. were shut down so many times. And also Atlanta, you guys don't see it, but we had to shut down so many times this season on Atlanta. We shut down after Cynthia's wedding for two weeks. Well, I would assume. (laughs) How do you not? That was the one piece I didn't have as much sympathy for for Cynthia when the Papa John's pizza came out. I was like, Cynthia, but you you do have to always. Cynthia will, if she's going to brand herself 50 Cent, she will go to the mat with whatever (laughs) she's doing. Like, she will not. Even if the mat is full of COVID. Well, listen. So, I mean, look. I know that we don't want to see it and we don't want to see it, but there was, would we rather have no shows at all? No, I, no, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying. saying I'm appreciative of it. It's like, I see it, but then sometimes it falls away in a way that I appreciate. And then sometimes it's perfect when Portia and when Portia, okay, when Portia has the face shield on and is lowering herself watching Bolo, uh, when right. Brandy took a shot and knocked into her face shield. Thank you. Well, I love that she uses her face shield for like comedic effect. Like yeah. it's a prop for Portia. She's always like, and I have my glasses in my hand. She's always like, boing, and like taking the face. <laughs> lowering it. Jamia <laughs> shows up in a bejeweled face shield in a couple of weeks. I'm like, what is happening? But you know, again, I mean, we're, I think that what's great about Jersey this season and then New York also. We, we figured out ways to for them to go to, say, Ramona's house and spend five days there. And they're under, you know, one roof. And so it's freeing. And so when you see the Jersey women in Lake George or then in the Jersey Shore, it's they're a little able to feel like it's normal. Because yes, that's the way we've seen that. I yeah. felt normal. That's what I was saying about watching Jersey the last few weeks is because we're still, you know, we're out in California. We're still so locked down. 
And to just see them out and about having a summer. An order of vodka cranberry. It felt so good. Yeah. Like I was just enjoying, yeah. like not even just the drama, but just being on vacation with my girls. You know I what know. I mean? Like I really need that right now after a year locked down. It's such a nice feeling to be on vacation. Last question, Jackie, where are you? Do you think that Jackie was making an analogy yeah. initially or? She, yeah, it was no question in my mind. I and mean, do you think okay. it was a tough one? But, but Teresa, yeah, what, I mean, the thing well, no, but the- you can never make an analogy. I mean, it's why she th- I mean. <laughs> I can see that that triggers a mother like, OK, analogy or no, come on. Listen. Like- it triggers any of us to be called something on a national platform that we're not or have us associated with something. And I I, I have been that has happened to me and it's upsetting and, you know, the truth and it's not. I guess she could have said, look, Teresa, this would be the same as if I seemingly made up something about Gia and drug. You would really have to. I think she would have still been mad. I think she oh, yeah. saw the words Gia, drugs, cocaine. Right. And that's, yes. those are the words that flashed in her little mind, just being honest. And Do you think that um, Jackie's husband is bopping around those gyms and whatnot? I, I have simply had no very idea. attracted to him. I, I'd bop around. My favorite gym. husband is Meredith Marx's husband. As we all know, I love a Jewish man. He is so gorgeous. Really? So, I mean, you have a bullseye on Meredith Marks's back. But not on her husband. husband. That's of course. (laughs) (laughs) That feels right as rain. That's of course. What's I don't know. Okay, quick lightning round of questions. We will get you out of here in one minute. If you do, if you will. Um, What is grow with Gorga? You know, still trying to parse (laughs) that out. Um, Just wondering. I'm going to get back to you on that. Kelly Dodd, where are you at? You know, it's interesting. I don't think you guys saw the last season. There was a reunion at the reunion. I said to her, uh, you know, Kelly, I have been getting DMs for months saying that you should be fired, like all the way through. And so many. And she said, well, I've been getting DMs from people all year saying that you're un-American. And I said, oh, because I don't like Donald Trump. And she said, yes. And I thought that was such an important exchange because I was like, you know, here's the thing. Kelly Dodd is from Orange County, where uh, a lot of people share her beliefs in masks and other things. And so, you know, on the one hand, she is a real housewife of Orange County, and this is what she believes. And she's not an elected official. And, sadly, uh, sadly. You know, sadly. so she, she's not Michelle Obama, who we're looking at for this information. So I guess that's just a, an amalgamation of, of of thoughts that lead in no direction. to Kelly. Yeah, but it, it's uh, the one thing I will say in reflecting on us not covering OC, there is something that's come to mind, which is like, well, we, we don't there's a lot of these women we don't love no. that has nothing to do with, you know, things things they're up to. And that's sort of why I do love them as well. That's the thing. I mean, this you have to remember the basis of what this show has been about for many years. It's it's been about women who you either share their points of view or absolutely not. You think they're brilliant or completely clueless. 
and you have judgments about them and they're not elected officials. And it's up to you whether you think they're a role model or, you know, or. Yeah, I think it was the combination of this summer and where we were at with the election that it like hit harder with OC and when it and when it came out. But I have been I have been doing some deep reflecting on that. (laughs) I have a question. Has Michael Darby pinched your bottom ever? He did pinch my bottom, but oh my God, he pinched it after a reunion one year that I had forgotten. And he reminded me at the reunion like two years ago when the bottom pinching was Ray was like, I've seen him pinch someone's bottom here. Remember this? And I and then we were like, who? And he's like, you. And I'm like, did you pinch my bottom? God, now this is I know. I had to me. So was this his defense? Like, I pinch everybody's bottom. Like, wow. Wow. Who do you think is bringing it the most right now? Just across all you platforms. You mean city-wise? Just, just which, which housewife? housewife is just to you shining the brightest? Well, I mean, I think this is the brilliance of this show that every week someone new. I think Cameron is really, I think Cameron and Tiffany are really, um, you know, bringing it on Dallas right now. Uh, I have my eye on uh, Drew in Atlanta yes. and... Uh, she's looking very strong this she's, season. She's strong this season. <laughs> yeah, and, strong newcomer. Strong. Portia, you know, I, I, they're all, I mean, and then Candy through that event. I mean, you know, they're the all, dungeon, they're the all dungeon. giving something there. And then um, Jersey, I mean, again, I think Jersey is just, it's such a great ensemble show. And you can't. It's a great energy you right you now. You can't discount the husbands. And but Joe Gorga is a housewife. Right. I mean, right? it's like, great. Is he a housewife? He's a housewife. Would you ever do house husbands? I don't think so. We cast the real house husbands of Orange County in like season three of Orange County. And it was real boring. I'm not interested in men's stories. I mean, no offense. Listen, it's fun to see the Jersey guys play poker while the women are gone or see them all go get drunk on a boat. But like, yeah. Do you think, last question, that some housewives are coming in now a little too polished or or they they know the game because they still enjoy it, like a Jen Shaw, well, you know, Dr. Deb. Thing is this horrible video came out about Jen Shaw uh, a, a couple weeks yeah. ago. And I think there were a lot of people saying that Jen Shaw was putting it on for the cameras. And initially, uh, as a uh, on the housewives, when I saw that video, I was like, "Oh well, okay, I guess that answers that." If anything, her abuse of her well, assistants vindicated uh, her from that <laughs> other. The see, I have different entry points to things than other people might. Other people might. I'll say. I mean? I, I'll say. On that, on that note, though, uh, a listener asked this, and I'm really curious, too. Do you like or not like when s- storylines, plot lines like Bolo and, and things that come out in the press, do you like when that happens or not? Like, does it help? I don't love it. Or does it I, I just feel like we're in the middle of shooting Atlanta. This is so great. I love things to be a surprise. You know, I think it's yeah. more fun for the audience. It's more fun for me if I'm watching a show and something happens that I haven't read a lot about. I get that the converse could be that, well, it's a lot of PR and it's hype for the show, but then people, you know, online are like, well, if this is all that's happening this season, then I'm not interested. You know, it's like, and I think that's what her Kardashians ultimately is that it took so long for it to come out. We knew every single step along the True, way. But I always found about the that's interesting that you say that. About I still watched every episode, though. But I found it really interesting with the Kardashians that 
there would be these huge things happening like Caitlin or Tristan cheating or whatever. And I was like, that made me want to see it play out on the show because you're only getting the headline in real life. And I was like, ooh, I want to really see how this plays out on the show. Well, I will say that same thing about the Bolo party, which oh, is now known to me for, because I heard what was, you know, there's the stripper and blah, blah, blah. But it was so much wilder than I had pictured. And we got more footage than I thought we would be getting because of like the window cams and because of the sounds and because of people piecing it together that I was actually very intrigued. Yeah. Can I say something? Please. No, no. Casey Wilson's book, The Wreckage of My Presence. You guys, I know you're already fans of Casey and I'm excited, Danielle, now for your book because we all know what a brilliant writer you are. But this book, you guys, is so funny. I laughed out loud, all out loud at a book. And also, it is quite shocking. There are shocking, <laughs> shocking. The woman in New York that you worked for, is she still alive? Will she be? And she would like to make a tape for the real will, will she be? Will she? Does she know that it's her? No. This, it's. Anyway, I just want to say, I'm sure it's available for pre-order. I have no idea when it comes out. Casey sent me a a copy, an advanced copy. It's called The Wreckage of My Presence. It's essays. It's, and I love the cover and I love the title. It is, guys, it do not sleep on this one. It is very, very funny. (laughs) And I also want to say, I was so relieved that it was so funny because she said, is there any way you could do a blurb for my book? And I was like, of course. And I sat down and, you know, it's that thing where you're like, eh, am I am I going to oh, read yeah. the book and whatever? And then I was like, holy shit, this is great. Like, I will scream it from the rooftops. It's oh really, God. really great. <laughs> this is my well-worn <laughs> copy of the book. Like, when does Andy, it come out? I'm so touched. It comes out on May 4th, but I really am touched you oh, said that. I'm sorry I'm I crying, but it really means a lot to me. And you've been so supportive of Danielle no, and I. I think you're so funny. You two are so funny. And um, I came late to the party of, of you guys. I really, it took me a long time uh, to come late. But when I'm in the car, I heard that Rona Glickman a couple weeks ago. I thought it was Danielle's aunt. I was like, I'm... oh, my God, Danielle's aunt is a find. And I didn't know Danielle had roots in Boston and the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Chaffin. Andy, thank you so much for saying that about the book, for doing all that you do that really provides. And I want you to know this in your soul. Everyone says it true, like lift to people's oh, lives. You really and have. That is, can, in, it, that's in our darkest cannot times, be overstated. And not just ours, our darkest times. We turn to Bravo and to the house. I was with a dear friend when her, her father passed. I went over and slept with her that night. We're packing for her to go home and we get in bed. She's hysterically crying and she goes, please just put on housewives. And we sat there and watched and laughed. And I was like, wow, this is like what Andy has has brought us. So thank you. I talked to so many people who are like, I had cancer or I was going through X or Y and it was such a good way for me just to go somewhere else and zone out. And so that's great. 
Thank you for your support. Andy of Cohen, us. thank we you, you. Uh, for Housewives, for your new show, For Real, the story of reality TV, a limited series, which always sounds so sophisticated and wonderful. And it is that the history and evolution of reality television, Thursday, March 25th. I'm so excited for you, as always. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. 